Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Final score at Celtic Park, Celtic 3, Hearts 2 in the Premier Sports League Cup. This is Tino, this afternoon I'm joined by James at Celtic Park. James, what was your take on today's game? Yeah, a, a cliched game of two halves. Fantastic in the first half, some lovely football, some great goals. Things just going to seem to fade away in the second half. Second string of the, the, the squad just isn't deep enough. Yeah, I'd hard to disagree with that. Um, we'll go through the starting lineup first of all. So, Abada still missing, hopefully just a niggle. Uh, and the suggestion is that it's also just a niggle with Christie. So, lots of folks speculating that that means he's off. Hopefully not. Um, and it's just a, a small knock and a precaution. So, Joe Hart and goals. Ralston, Welsh, Starfelt and Taylor. Midfield three of McGregor, Turnbull and Rogic. And Forrest, Edward and Furuhashi up top. First time those two lads have started together. How do you think they clicked? They clicked okay. You can see there was a, you know, some some good moves between them, some good um, inter interplay. Um, Eddie still kind of frustrates me, as, as you know, at the moment. But yeah, there, there was something there. They're a decent appearance. Yeah, I thought Edward had a really interesting game. I thought he'd done some great things, particularly first half, some nice layoffs. He could certainly have had a couple of goals. He obviously got his his goal, which we'll cover in a moment. But he could have a couple. He hit one straight at Gordon. He's taken a tumble and picked up a yellow card for his troubles uh, in the box when it looked like he could have just been doing the wrap on his left foot around it. I mean, what, what do you think? Are he, is he improving or, or still frustrating for you? No, I think he's just in this limbo like we all are with Edward. And it's it's just got to be addressed. We've got to find the the key to getting him moved on and you know, moved on with our best wishes. But he, there's no point in playing guys like that. Get him out and replace him. Yeah. And what about Kyogo overall? Um, again, not as, as explosive as he was last Sunday, but still a decent uh, run out for him today. Great run out. You know, he's he gets people off their seats. You know, some, some lovely football movement all over the place. Just really... He's, he's mid, midfield must love it the amount of options he gives them and, and balls to run on to um, and he was he was a constant thorn in the side of the Hearts back line yeah uh, I liked his moment where he uh, he was late with a tackle on the edge of the box got penalised for it and then gave John Beaton a wee hug <laughs> just, uh, just to be nice because he's a nice fella um, he'll learn yeah, that's it. So obviously, um, we'll cover the first goal just now. So it came around about the half hour mark, uh, and he was heavily involved there. It was a great angled pass across to James Forrest, out, you know, coming in from out wide. I thought Forrest was stepping onto it to maybe have it first time. Um, however, he's taken it a bit wider, but then clipped it back in for Eddie and a, an easy finish for a guy of, of that ability. But it was just a really nice goal to watch, wasn't it? Flowing football, yeah, and, and I agree. I thought it was it was set up for Forrest just to get the laces through it. Um, I think he just dwelled on it slightly and then the, the right option then was to get it back to Eddie which he did with some aplomb and Eddie tucked it away Yeah, I think the first half in general obviously you know, definitely the better of the two halves and at times I was watching it and I was actually counting in my head just how many seconds Harps could keep the ball for and it really got over 10 yeah. seconds 
yeah, they were, they were shutting down everything, and every player was shutting down everything. And you know, Forrest was included in that. You know, every single ball that was there to be had, they were chasing it down. Yeah, it's clearly a you know a big part of Angie's system, and it's it's working really well. I suppose my only concern is that it's hard to maintain that for ninety minutes. And we've seen certainly in the last two games, uh, you know, here today and on Thursday night against Jablonic, it has faded out a bit towards the end of the game. I mean, do you have any concerns over that or is that just a case of players getting used to the system? We don't stop till the 50th or 60th minute as long as the game's won, kind of thing. <laughs> something like um, that. I think that is something that needs to be instilled in the players, that irrespective of the scoreline, and it's only natural that players of any standard, if a game's looking fairly comfortable, they will, you know, start to, to step back a wee bit in terms of concentration levels and activity levels. But that's not what Angie's looking to deliver here. So I think that's something that is there just now and will fade out over time. I think they'll they'll be pushing on to the ninetieth minute. Yeah, hope so. Um another guy who was very impressive today, uh, as he has been the last couple of games, was Tom Rogic. Um he's obviously very familiar with Ange and with his system. So he's come in today. He's got the stadium man in the match as well. Not entirely convinced on that, but I thought he had a particularly strong first half, some clever, quick feet at different times. What did you think of his game? Very similar to Thursday night there. Just you know, full of energy. I mean, this is a, a, a Rogic we thought had left the building. Um, I'd, you know, Just to be straight, I wouldn't have kept him for this season. I thought he was a bit of a waste of a jersey. And he's, he's certainly proved me wrong. Um, phenomenal first half. Just so frustrating for a defender to play against him because you think you've got the ball off him and he just has that extra wee touch that takes it away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, but a talented guy and it's, it's great to see him getting back to something yeah. uh, like he's best. Another guy who deserves credit at this moment in time and he's and he's you know had praise for his performances the last few games is Tony Ralston. Mm-hmm. First half there was a couple of really really strong challenges. Uh, you know, kind of cleaned a couple of guys out and, and you know got Celtic back on the front foot at different times. At one point, Joe Hart seemed to be coming out. Uh, and speaking to him, it was a break and play, and Hart seemed to just be encouraging him to keep doing yeah. what he was doing. So that that was pretty impressive. So, as I said, uh, the first goal was on the half hour mark, and not long after, it's gone two 0 A quick fire corner between Kyogo and Eddie. Eddie clips it across, and it's a it's a nice header by Welsh. He's taken it really well. I thought Eddie had uh, kind of wasted the short corner. Um, little do I know, but just he did spotted Welsh coming in. I thought Welsh did really well to get as much power it's kind of you know a, a lofted kind of ball mm-hmm. and he just got real direction real power on it goalie's got no chance yeah it was good and he was delighted and I'm pleased for Welsh because he's had to work hard to yeah. earn his place back in the team and it looked like guys like Beaton might have got a, a, a chance to come in ahead of him but I think he's been pretty impressive so it was great to see him get his goal uh, the, the last point I would make regarding the first half um, is back to Kyogo he, he seems to attract some pretty rough treatment treatment at different times off the ball stuff and we've seen that a notable free kick just on the edge of the box where the play was somewhere much further out, maybe close to the halfway line. And I actually don't know who it was, hearts wise, maybe you can tell me, but somebody's just taking him out off the ball. Yeah. And we get a free kick on the edge of the box. It's the kind of rough Scottish football treatment that you've spoken about a few times. Well, you know what? Do we want to see football? As all I keep saying, do we want to see football? Or do we want to see guys, you know, kicking and scrapping their way? And like I say, we like physical football, we don't like thuggery. And all throughout the first half, the one he got the free kick for, and the guy got booked for it as well, I think it was his fifth time he was on the deck off the ball, eh, Kyogo. So the referees were ignoring it. That one must have been just so blatant um, that, he, that he couldn't ignore it. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is, you then get a free kick on the edge of the box, and their guy's in the book. Yeah, that's true. So it's, it's a big chance for us. Um, Eddie actually went pretty close with the free kick. <clears throat> I wasn't sure whether he or Roderick was going to take it, but ends up being Edward. But 
uh, flew a wee bit uh, high of the bar, unfortunately. So that closed out the first half, as I say, and at half-time you're chatting to different folks and just a really enjoyable half of football and you're hoping at that point we're going to come back out in the second half and, and turn the screw and get maybe, I don't know, four, five or six, but didn't quite you know, pan out to be the case. Um, just a bit more frustrating in the second half at times. Yeah, I thought we let Hearts come into it unnecessarily. Um, the, the tempo dropped, the concentration levels dropped, uh, the, the passing dropped, you know, just everything really. And I think, I've not seen his post-match interview, but I, I suspect Dan should be quite critical of that kind of stuff because a better team and a different game punishes you there. Um, you know, we've only won by one clear goal here, so it wasn't like it was out of sight. So I don't think the managers, the manager will be too impressed with that kind of behaviour at all. Yeah, I think I'll be a bit disappointed. You know, it's all about being relentless and, and don't stop. And when you're, you know, two 0 up or three one or whatever, you need to really kind of try and stretch that out. And certainly, you don't want to be getting caught caught short and ending up conceding late. It's maybe fortunate that their goal came. So listen, Hearts don't deserve anything from today's game, but goals are the you know the be all and end all of football. And at three two, if there's maybe five more minutes, they could have started shelling it and putting us under a wee bit of pressure. Yeah, and, that, and that's what they would have done, and quite rightly. So, uh, I was glad it was the final minute of injury time that, that they got it, because then, you know, your own defence starts to doubt itself, because they passed that, that goal right through, as the second mm-hmm. goal. Yeah, they did. So, can't, can't be letting that go. No. So, I've got some of the stats here in front of me. Um, obviously, from my notes, I've just I've commented, you know, of various chances, Welsh heading over the bar, and Edward side-footed volley from a great ball by Kyogo. Um, yeah, he had a chance late on in the game but in terms of the actual stats so ball possession similar to what we've seen last couple of games 72% to 28 so strong numbers goal attempts have a guess goal attempts 24 to how many 4 35 to 5 mm. so huge numbers uh, shots on goal from Celtic 11 to 2 shots off goal 12 to 2 uh, and a couple of other Less interesting stats. Um, corner kicks fourteen to one. Eight saves by Craig Gordon. It says it says here zero saves by Joe Hart, and yeah, it's a fair point. I can't think of a save he's had to make. He's obviously very involved in the game, isn't he? From a, yeah. a kicking point of view, how, how do you think he was, and what about his his presence and what it's doing for the defence? I think there's a lot of confidence comes from that. You know, we've been, we've been screaming for it. To be fair, the amount of time we've the length of time we put up with. Barkas and Bain um, when you needed a proper number one the, the defence feeds off it straight away uh, I think he's also improving with the ball at his feet mm-hmm. he seems very comfy with it yeah. and they seem to have a, a decent formation we actually spotted it during the week on Thursday there where you're trying your full backs you're trying your centre halves if they need a bit of support McGregor drops in mm-hmm. and there was one where it took them maybe a minute and a half to get out from their own 18 yard box from the goalies um, from, a, from a goal kick and it wasn't until McGregor stepped in, took the ball, and really comf- comfortably took it away. Mm-hmm. So they've obviously been working on that, and it is working. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about, and, and in the end up, it's very impressive, and it's great when you get out, and the, and the whole pitch seems to open up. Mm-hmm. It's still a bit uh, anxiety-inducing uh, <laughs> when it's taking place, <laughs> isn't it? It is, but I'm getting more comfy with it. Yeah. Um, like I said, if it was a year ago, I'd have been just rose-ed that, get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think all of the players in in that part of the game are improving with each passing game. Um, they're more comfy with the ball at their feet. Ralston, in particular, I noticed much more comfy with the ball at his feet than he has mm-hmm. been. Starfelt also, with mistakes included. Yeah. But you know, the the training is having an effect on them. Yeah, and I suppose you know, and Ange we trust and all that stuff, and and you got to 
you know, believe in the system and in terms of what he's doing at Lennox Town, in addition to trying to get new bodies in, of course, he's still working hard with the guys that are there and, you know, drilling in this system, which, let's be honest, it's completely new to, to everybody there, so it will take a bit of getting used to. And the hope is, and, and I think we are seeing it, that it should get better, you know, almost game on game, so so hopefully we'll continue to see that. So, you mentioned uh, Starfield's mistake, and it was a mistake, wasn't it, for the penalty? It was... Uh, I thought it was naive to think he was going to get a chance at two touches in the box. Boyce is a sharp striker, he's a bit of a predator and he's just, he's taking him out. It's not, there's not much contact but there's contact enough for me for it to be a penalty. What did you see about that one? Yeah, Boyce knows where he needs to be in, in that position. Um, Starfield's first to it but that is an absolute empty everything. Clear the ball, out for a throw in, don't waste time and he's yeah trying to take it. The, the naivety to think you're going to get two touches in that kind of situation was a, a bit... Um, a bit distressing if that's not too strong a word seems a bit dramatic yeah. it does seem that does seem that mm. um, but took that touch Boyce gets in front of him he just takes Boyce out I haven't seen the replay obviously mm-hmm. um, but Boyce has got to go down there uh, yeah. and sure enough it's a penalty yeah I think I don't think it's a dive or anything like that I think it's a penalty and Boyce himself picks himself up and, and tucks it away so from a game you've absolutely dominated first half I mean you could have gotten in 3-0 at half time and nobody could have argued with that mm-hmm. all of a sudden 55-56 minutes it's 2-1 and the game's, you know, neat all of a sudden when it should be far from the truth. Yeah. So, obviously, um, Celtic did go on to extend the lead not long after, 63rd minute, and it was Kyogo. It was Craig Gordon initially with a poor kick-out. Craig Gordon's a nuisance guy, isn't he? I think he's just a weirdo. I really do. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what he thinks he's playing at, trying to make himself out to be some kind of bogeyman for Celtic after the last Hearts game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he had some decent saves today, but he also can't play with the ball at his feet. You know, mm-hmm. he's a... He's a an old-fashioned footballer in the modern world. So, terrible clearance. Drops to our midfield with attack straight away and you're in and go. Yeah, exactly that. I think there was a lot of revision, revisionism about Craig Gordon after the beat us a few weeks ago. And 100%. We should never let him go, blah, blah, blah. Let's not forget the many, many, many mistakes he made as yeah. Celtic goalie. And, yep, this one today. So, as you rightfully say, poor kick-out. I think it's Edward who's picked up possession again and just dropped it into Rodjic who's driven forward, slotted Kyogo in on the left-hand channel. I actually think Gordon's potentially at fault again for the actual goal because it goes in high at his near post and that's an area he's got to cover. So maybe again the replay will be kinder to him. But from Kyogo's point of view, it's a smashing goal and, and he was delighted again, wasn't he? He was. He was delighted. But, you know, just, just to drill further into Gordon, I think he was completely at fault for that goal. Very mm. weak hands. Um, great strike from Kyogo, but very weak hands from, from Gordon. Yeah. And then Kyogo gets to go and take his acclaim that he deserved. Yeah, old Papa Dom hand strikes again. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Um, so, yeah, so Celtic back in control at that moment in the game and they then decided to make a couple of changes on the 74th minute. So James McCarthy comes on to a, a roaring reception. It was brilliant to hear. I think the uh, the match announcer uh, announced welcome home, James McCarthy, mm. and it got a brilliant roar and it was great to see. And listen, I'm really keen to see James McCarthy make an impact here at Celtic. So great to see him make his debut. He came on alongside Montgomery and Rodic and Kyogo went off. I think Rodic was tired by that point and Kyogo had taken a couple of knocks, so it's probably right just to be careful with these guys. That is right. It has an impact, obviously, in the, the fluidity of the um, the team in the passing. So we, we noticed that drop off. Nothing, you know, the, the subs themselves didn't, didn't do themselves any harm. Thought Montgomery was very, very lively. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the game did start to drop off after that. But yeah, to... to Mark your point, great to have McCarthy back home, as the announcer said. Yeah, definitely. So not a lot of uh, action or chances of note, really, for a for a wee spell in the game. As I say, that was 74th minute. 
and then as the game's fizzling out, as I mentioned, as it, as it has done the last couple, a couple more changes are made. Ayeti and Soro come on for Edward and Turnbull. Ayeti's miles off it, isn't he? I, I, just a man devoid of confidence, I think. Um, it's for everyone's benefit if we just call that a day, get whatever you can get for him in the next two weeks. Let him make a fresh start. Let us make a fresh start. Yeah. He had a very good chance. I think it was Callum McGregor that found him with a, a kind of slide drill pass down the left-hand side. He's effectively an on goal, but Aye. he doesn't have the pace to get away. He ends up letting the defender catch up on him. He tries to turn inside, and I think he tries to square it across the Aye. box and just gives it away. And it's just very disappointing. You've seen in his own body language, he was disappointed. There was yeah. another one he, he brought out the sky, but he handballed it and things like that. So he's just, yeah, he's a player devoid of confidence and... I don't know if there's a way back for him or if it's just time for all to, to shake hands and move on. Um, I agree on Montgomery. I think he's looked lively the last couple of times he's come on and it's clear that Ange likes something about him. So he's come in and, you know, he's kept it quite tidy. He's coming in in games which effectively are already won. So he's uh, he's just coming in and trying to get minutes and get used to first-team football. Yeah, he is. And, that, you know, all the more uh, to, to see that kind of stuff, you know, young guys coming through. When the options, when the manager's looking for options, and we have got this lack of depth, I, I like it when he's bringing on a bit of youth, you know, just to blood them in, and that'll do his confidence no harm at all. You know, getting on home game, um, a couple of decent wee chances. So he's, he's got tidy feet, and he likes to get the ball forward. So yeah, yeah I'm happy with that. He's got tidy feet, but he didn't have a tidy head when it counted. So around about the 89th Aye. minute, um, that man James Forrest, the the creator, uh, that's for you, Muff. He, uh, he did create a very good chance in the 89th minute when Montgomery sh- should at least have hit target with his header, shouldn't he? Best corner runner of the, of the year every year, James Forrest. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a bit high for him and I thought he jumped a little bit too early. So, yeah, he, he could have done better, but the ball could have been slightly better as well. Yeah, I think it's a wee bit selfish by Montgomery because I had actually bet 4-1 and at that mm. point that would have made it 4-1. So, mm, please, please gamble responsibly and all that kind of stuff. But that would have... Yeah, sealed things. Yeah, so at, at that stage, rather than going in four one home and hosed, it's gone the other way. So hearts have have broken forward, been a wee bit of kind of scrappy stuff going on. But ultimately, they've ended up with the ball in our box. And again, we'd like to see the replay, but somebody squared it across, and we've just not dealt with it. And they, they, they had a very simple finish to make it three two. It's been through a lot of Celtic players to get there, so I'll need to see that one on the replay myself and, and work out quite how how that managed to go through quite so easily. So there's lessons to be learned, and here you know, in a team in transition, team under construction, they're learning every week, they're improving every week, and that'll be part of it. That's true. Um, I mean, cup football as well. You'd be a wee bit more annoyed at conceding goals in the league because obviously that'll that'll go against a tally. Cup football is all about going through at the end of the day. So yeah, a bit frustrating to lose those goals, and it took a wee bit of the edge off the the crowd right at the death. But ultimately, we've won the game. For the most part, we've been comfortable, and that's got to be pleasing for Ange, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's a knockout tournament. He'll be keen to to go right to the uh, the finish line on that one and, and win the cup. You know, it's the first chance of silver, silverware in his tenure. So he'll not be taking it lightly and he'll be delighted to get into the next round and see who we get there and see if we can make further progress. Yeah. So we remain in cup football this week. Obviously, we've got the, the home leg on Wednesday night. It's changed from the Thursday because... The other team in the city playing the Thursday. So we're at home on Wednesday night against Alkmaar. How do you feel about that one? They, they are a decent side. I think they were maybe third uh, in the, the Dutch league last year. But they've lost their first game this weekend. They're, they're opening league fixture. They get beat 1-0. The team escapes me. But it was uh, a newly promoted team have beat them. 
they're, I think they're in a wee bit of disarray. They've sold three or four key players and their captain. It looks like he's just about to be bought as well. So, good a time as any to get them. Yeah, we, we, we never get teams in this condition. We always get them after somebody's just flung a hundred million at them and bought a load of great players. So, yeah, it's, it's an opportunity. But, like you say, third in the Dutch league. So, there'll be no mugs, no matter what. Um, and being a Dutch team as well, they'll have a, a good bit of depth from, from their youth. So, not, nothing to be taken for granted. Just looking to keep the momentum going, keep the wins going. And I would really hope to see... Uh, a bad and Christie back. I think we we noticed their uh, absence today. Yeah, I think they can make a huge difference, and, and fingers crossed they get involved on Wednesday. So as I mentioned, I don't know a great deal about Alkmaar, neither do you. So on that basis, give me a score prediction on the the knowledge we don't have. Yes, we can help you. Yeah, I'm going to go for a Celtic win, but in terms of what that might be, who knows? There's a real energy, um, you know, at the stadium at this moment in time for very obvious reasons. You know, it's been so long since we've been there, but. You can see that from start to finish. You know, we took our seats early pre-match. We stayed around at the end of the game there to watch the players taking the applause. Ange himself obviously stepped out as well. And there's a, a real connection taking place under this management. Absolutely. And it's been sorely missed. Um, really enjoying that. That part of being back at Celtic Park is the, the, the reconnection between fans, players, management. So over to the board to finish their bit and we'll all be pals by the 1st of September. Yeah, I hope so. But yeah, it all comes down to Ange. I think he's creating a culture and creating something, you know, really potentially quite special here at Celtic. So it's great to see and that's just another piece of that puzzle taking place today. So final score here, Celtic 3, Hearts 2 and Celtic now head into the Premier Sports League Cup quarter final. We'll be back with our weekly show on Tuesday this week and then after we'll be here with the match reaction after the game against Alkmaar on Wednesday night. In the meantime, my thanks to James and thanks to you for listening. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.